It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. Well, welcome, guys. Girls. <laughs> Girls. Oh, you get offended. I offend you off the bat. I can't say oh, that anymore. Offended. It's Already 2019, offended. and I can no longer I say, say guys to to describe a group right. of girls. Okay. Um, <laughs> welcome, ladies. Sophia and Cora Stokes with us. Uh, so we're talking about something that is uh, is something that, honestly, I'm surprised that we've never talked about on our podcast or really done much about, but uh, the topic of parenting teenage girls. And so um, I I might chime in on this one here and there. Okay. I, I have a couple of teen girls myself, but I'm really interested in the mom-daughter dynamic, especially in this day and age where, you know, 50% of, of kids are coming from fatherless homes, stuff like that. Typically... You know, the mom is still around in the picture and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and I think teenagers, especially teenage girls, are uh, are facing some heavy stuff today. Things that other generations haven't faced in a long time. So I'm excited to kind of dive into that. Um, but let's uh, just a little bit about you guys. So, um, so, Sophie, you have nine kiddos. Right. And where does Cora fall in the mix of the nine? <laughs> well, of the nine, I have six boys and three girls. And Cora is the middle daughter of the three girls. And how old are you, Cora? I am 14. 14. I to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so how is high school so far? Um, a little bit stressful, but um, it's pretty fun. It's fun to have different perks for being older and stuff like that. Um, but it's definitely, it was really scary going into it, and it's kind of... Um, I don't know, still easing myself into the high school dynamic. So what are some of the things you do? What are your hobbies? What occupies your free time? Um, I do cheer and soccer and a lot of music. A lot of music. Goldbergs. Yeah, and I watch the Goldbergs. A lot of the Goldbergs, of course. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Um, Okay, great. Well, so we're going to – I'm going to dive in with some questions, and this is free form, but, you know, I really just want to get – just honest answers and opinions. A lot of these are a lot of questions that uh, we hear out there, or sometimes uh, parents ask us. So the first one, just dive into here. Um, really want to zoom out and look at the challenges that teenage girls are facing today. You know, from your perspective, um, from a mom, from actual high schooler perspective, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges teen girls are facing today? Mm, I definitely think one of the biggest is to appear um, popular on social media um, or even not popular in the sense that you have a lot of followers, but with the followers you do have to appear that you have yourself together um, and to fit into this certain stereotype of what a pretty girl should look like and stuff like that. Um, So I think it's a huge pressure that most girls today feel. Um, And then as far as high school goes, there's definitely a lot of pressure for a high school girl to have a boyfriend to find her security in and stuff like that. Um, And um, to have like a good click for her to always go to and stuff like that. So everyone will know when they see her, oh, she has a reputation for being in this group and stuff like that. When do you feel like that that pressure 
started? Was it ninth grade? Was it eighth grade, seventh grade, sixth grade? That pressure to to appear a certain way in social media or to have a boyfriend? When did you start feeling that and when did it pick up? Um, for most of my friends, I can um, I saw that it started happening around like the end of sixth grade, beginning of seventh grade, like as you're going through uh, middle school. And then it kind of, you when you're at high, in high school, you come to the point where you're satisfied with where you're at more or less like obviously there's some people that are never satisfied with how many followers they'll have and stuff like that but um you become secure in your friend groups um and also you start realizing that you have other hobbies that should take up your time more so than that um so you feel like the, the pressure maybe eases up just a tad as you transition into tad. high school in those areas yeah it, yeah it definitely doesn't go away um and I still f- like feel that even though I have a, other stuff to take up my time. Um, but from seventh grade to now, I can definitely say that I have a lot more security with where I stand in those things. Gotcha. Gotcha. If your friends were here, what do you think? Do you think they would they say something else outside of the, just those two? Would they throw in a third category? You know, friends that you're struggling with or, or, hmm. or whatever friends that you have and what they're struggling with. Hmm. Um, I think there's a uh, big uh, lie that most teenage girls believe, which is um, when you suffer from depression, which a lot of girls do, that you should um, cover that shame up. Um, So I definitely have a lot of friends that feel that pressure and they turn to unhealthy things to cope with depression. But there's this sense that you shouldn't let other people know you're depressed because it's this sickness and you're a bad person when you're depressed and stuff like that. and I think that's a struggle that most girls won't let show mm-hmm. when they're going through it. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, that's good. I, uh, and and so I, I, I'm hearing that a lot. I hear the statistics now are like one in five teens struggle with depression. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of questions out there about where that might stem from. You know, is it the overconsumption of social media? Is it mm-hmm. the pressure to look a certain way um, or to have boyfriends or, you know, what, you know, all those. What, what is leading to that kind of sense of, uh, of loneliness, isolation, depression, so forth and so on? You know, and I don't, but maybe that's a good time for mom, you to chime in here. What do you, outside <laughs> perspective, you know, what do you what do you see? Well, I think Core did a great job answering those questions. He did awesome. Great job, Core. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I see a lot of the similar things that, like Core said, although I would say that those were the same things that we struggled with. Mm-hmm. Although we didn't have social media as the component, we still had a lot of uh, pressure to have a boyfriend and what does that mean as far as our status goes as who we were or how cool we were or how beautiful we were you know how accepted mm-hmm. we were really is what it was mm-hmm. talking about and I do think the timeline is the same it was right around a sixth grade that that was a real shift a true shift um, at the same time I think the hormones and all of that insecurity coupled with the pressure to be significant in the eyes of other people, whether it's with your teachers, how well are you achieving something? Because I think we get a lot of significance there as well. Mm-hmm. And um, along with the our friend groups and our guy friends and then our hormones, it's just a whole big recipe for confusion. Mm-hmm. And um, I think depression is a real thing and, and kids um, – I know I was severely depressed, and I always thought it was because I had a rough upbringing. I had a hard home, 
But the truth is that even from a stable home, your kids can become depressed and there's some normalness to that. I think it catches parents off guard because they think, well, because we have a stable home, why should our kid be depressed? Mm -hmm. And the truth is it's just difficult growing up. Growing up Mm -hmm. is hard Mm -hmm. and it's confusing and it's part of it. Mm -hmm. So um, it's never convenient. Mm -hmm. I know for me that's a big thing, anything that slows me down or takes my, you know, it takes more effort, which dealing with depression does take more effort. Um, but the reality is this is teenage, a teenage time period that is very, very prone. A lot of times you can work through it and it will pass on its own. And sometimes you need more than that. You need, mm-hmm. some, you need outside help. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I mean, young people today and, and the kind of thing that we like to talk about here at Catalyst is just the, the basics of identity purpose belonging right. like as a parent how where is our where where are our teens getting that from um and how are we creating that sense of identity purpose and belonging uh for them so uh good stuff good stuff mm-hmm. so let's let's talk about some of the dynamics of the relationship like parenting te- uh, teens I, and i i always love to hear about Epic wins and fails. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm sure you guys have great got some good stories, but can you share us some examples of great parenting wins or fails that you guys have had together? Well, if you're talking about just Core and I, that's a little bit interesting. Hard <laughs> <laughs> to pinpoint just one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like right now we are definitely in the uh, beginning part of getting through this we are we have a lot of hard times most mm-hmm. of our times together are are volatile neither one of them us wants it that way but um i had to go through that with my oldest daughter as well and it's kind of funny because i think cora uh she doesn't envision my daughter my oldest daughter and i really truly having these same time periods but we did she mm-hmm. was just much much younger and we didn't discuss them with her because she was at a different age group but we did have to ride through that Mm-hmm. And it is the hope of my relationship that I have with my older daughter that, okay, this we're going to get through this. And this does come to a changed place, right? Mm-hmm. But we're in the thick of it. We are not on the <laughs> other side yet. And uh, we often don't see eye to eye. We often misunderstand each other. Um, and it's hard. It's a tough place to be. All right. Yeah. So, Cora, and I love you guys for your courage to get on and do this and just be real. So give us some things that your, you know, your mom or your dad, uh, you know, have have done, um, and 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 you're and they in with good intentions because you know they love you. You're not questioning that. <laughs> yeah. They're looking out the best for you, but you're like, yeah, good try, but that was a fail. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one that just came to mind, and um, my dad's not here to defend himself, but um, recently, as in like the past couple months, we've had some problems as far as dress code goes for me. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, One time I went to school in this pair of shorts that my dad didn't approve of, but because my school has a strict dress code, I was trying to tell him, like, these are the only things I can find to wear to this event. Otherwise, I'll get in trouble and stuff like that. 
and he was saying they're too short. They have to be longer than my underwear. If they're not longer than my underwear, you can't wear them. And uh, <laughs> I think that's a good rule. That's a good rule. If I, I, I kind of got your dad's back on that. If okay. your shorts aren't longer than your underwear, then yeah, no, longer like, than longer than oh, his, oh, not longer than well, longer than his underwear. <laughs> Okay, okay, that so changes that things. So that resulted in him telling me that um, I can't wear the cheer shorts that I wear anymore that I've been wearing for the past five years and stuff like that when I go to um, games. And Okay, how many his... years did you just say? The past how many years? Five years. Okay, let, can five I years. interject to this, <laughs> is this part? No, I, I know let's like I've obviously grown math. throughout yes. five years. <laughs> I mean, I haven't grown that Bodies much, change in yes, five years. But the length so in... So your mom is saying you didn't have a butt five years ago, <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't matter. Okay, so, okay, maybe not five years. The past three years, I've stayed relatively the same. Okay. Um, And I haven't bought any new shorts, so I we had this giant freak-out moment um, where we, me and my dad didn't really talk for, like, a day because I was... Um, like uh, basically offended like you, do you really think i'm gonna be doing wearing this if i didn't have to that kind of thing um and i definitely can, can see like where he was coming from and his concern for me in that moment but at the same time uh him he, he basically gave me like the silent treatment because i didn't switch shorts right away um and so like i, I don't know there that was definitely a fail and on his part but it resulted in me understanding, like his. So the, was the it. fail part was just that you wish he would have approached you differently uh, about yeah, what and, you were wearing. And it, as a, I, I know he's a dad, and dads are supposed to be protective about their daughters and stuff uh, like that. But um, just the he, he closed mindedness to um, the way fashion is today um, mm -hmm. was a little bit frustrating. Uh, okay. So. Okay, so you would have rather he approached with a little bit more understanding. Instead, he probably reacted like I react when I see my own daughters yeah. <laughs> wearing things inappropriate. And it is that knee-jerk, you know, kind of, oh, no, you didn't, kind of comes out of me. <laughs> like, no, 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 you're not leaving the house in that. Okay, got it. So good, good, good. Anything else? Anything else comes to your mind? Um, I have a funny yeah, one, and yeah. this is not about core. This is actually about my oldest... Uh, daughter, but it does apply as far as the epic fails go. Um, this Valentine's, um, I asked my oldest daughter this question, what were any of our big fails? And she said, well, this is something really recent, and I just feel like I have to tell y'all. I was like, okay, <laughs> well, she's, whoops. she's 20 <laughs> now, right? Yeah. And it was Valentine's Day. It had been Valentine's Day a couple okay. days before. And she said, this is the first time that dad has never sent me anything. Oh yes, that's been like a tradition okay, okay, for years. Okay. okay, but that's because she was out of the house. I was. She's out of the house, okay, yeah. and um, but he has. Con he's always sent her something. He's always sent her a note. Uh, and I had been out of town that week, but I had reminded my husband and had gone and got gifts for all the kids and stuff. And yeah. she always, gets stuff for the boys. He gets stuff for all the girls. Yes, um, except in the ninja fashion of mamahood, I got the girls stuff and had my husband write the, the note to them. So uh -huh. we, we kind of double teamed it, right? And she said that, and I had forgotten her too. I wasn't thinking about uh, her, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the reality of it. And she, you know, she teared up on the phone and I was like, oh my goodness, we did forget. And it was something, it was a really critical year for her because even though she has a boyfriend right now, they had agreed to not 
celebrate Valentine's. So on that day when she always got something, she got nothing. Mm. And I had to quickly call my husband and say, you forgot to send her a Valentine's. And it meant so much to her. Well, the funny thing is, he was golden. He had sent something. He goes, I sent something. Mm. I sent a letter. She didn't get it. Mm. So he had sent a gift card with a letter through her email, had gone to her spam mail. So I was able to circle back around to say, Daddy did send you something. I'm going to make that mistake. I know it now. Because it's out of sight, out of mind for me. Right. But it was uh, really cool. We learned a great thing. And that, that little gift on a regular basis really spoke a lot of comfort to her and mm-hmm. i think she was surprised by how much it meant to her when it wasn't there yeah and so it was it that's was cool. good that's cool so on that note what is a win any any sort of thing you're like all right my parents really got this right um well, even though i don't give them credit for <laughs> one from this year was right before homecoming time um me and my parents uh decided or they decided for me that I wasn't supposed to take a date this year um, because I'm a freshman and that was kind of a hard thing for me to swallow but on the night of homecoming when I was getting ready with my friend I walked downstairs and there was a corsage and a letter on my bed and my dad had gone out and I think did you help him pick out the corsage Mm -hmm. they had picked it out for me um, and he wrote this really cute note um, and put it on me for the homecoming dance. So I wore it with me as long as I could until Andrew started like flipping me around while I was dancing. Um, but then I, I still have it. I dried it out and kept it, but that was definitely a big part for me. Like, even though, um, it, it was a way for me to understand, like he knows that I'm, um, in pain right now because I didn't get to do this thing that I wanted to do, but he's trying to do his best to support me nevertheless. So that was a big win. Right. So it sounded like you you know, recognizing that, um, you know, you have, you have a emotional need and, and different needs. And even though you weren't allowed to go meet those needs in the way you wanted them met, but there's still a recognition yeah. of, you know, I want to come around and, and support you and let you know your love. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You think, if you, would you think she was going to say that or what would you think? You know, no, I didn't. as a parent, you're you like, know, man, I know I, I got this right. <laughs> even if they don't recognize it. I really hope that that meant something to her actually. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> Cause it was, good. it was hard. It was hard work. I mean, even going out to, you know, when we went to the florist, we went together, my mm-hmm. husband and I did, and we knew it meant a lot to her to have a date and mm-hmm. we weren't allowing it. And it's hard to be the bad the bad guy. Yeah. It's hard to say no to your kids. It's really hard to say no mm-hmm. to your kids. And and Cora is definitely one who, because her siblings have gone ahead of her, she it's easy for them to want her to want what they have had, mm-hmm. right? Even though they all had to wait to a certain degree too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, when we went to the florist that day, they didn't have a whole lot of options. So we went to another store and then they had some options and it was just, it was just a pain. It mm-hmm. was a pain to do it, but we knew it was so, so important. Mm-hmm. So we tried, but sometimes you don't get to hear the fruit of that. And this is the first time I really heard that. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. Well, in kind of the same note here, we're, we're, where do you, when you're looking at you know, because we're all in community with other parents who are mm-hmm. trying to have relationships with their daughters. What do you? Why do you think a lot of parents struggle with their teen daughters? What? Where is it something that's 
on the parent side, you see common mistakes that are being made or like core, like maybe your friends, are they all complaining about the same kind of thing with their parents? Like, mm-hmm. you know, where, where do we feel like parents might be falling into some common pitfalls with this age bracket? Um, well, as far as the teenage girls side of the relationship, I mm-hmm. definitely see a lot of, um, misunderstanding on the my side of the equation which is that um a lot of times teenage girls assume that their mom um has forgotten what it's like to be a teenager mm-hmm. kind of thing and so they'll go off about she doesn't understand this blah 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 and um i also experienced the same thing of mm-hmm. not feeling understood but i had other sisters and i saw my mom trying to um like struggling to try and keep their relationships intact especially with my younger sister and so me being in the middle I could see how invested she was um in their relationships so I had kind of an advantage over my friends but um I think it's an like a big misconception that teenage girls have which is that um they're misunderstood completely by their moms and yes we struggle in different ways now but um at the heart of the things that we struggle like my mom said they they have similarities um and so it's um, easy to for, to not realize that, um, but it's mm-hmm. it definitely plays a big role in feeling misunderstood, like thinking that they haven't gone through this thing when really you just haven't seen the full picture of it. Mm-hmm. Sophie, anything mm-hmm. you'd add to that? Yeah, I think that um, one. I think that it's normal to struggle because your your kiddo is growing up and um, they are needing to try to find who they are. I mean, that's definitely a real big part of it. And there does feel like this great big chasm between what they're experiencing and what you as a mom are dealing with. And actually, there is a huge chasm because we have forgotten what it's like. And it's that persistent team, which CORE has been super persistent about. This is what I'm struggling with, you know. And um, actually, they clam up a lot and they grow distant. And that's really hard because as a mom, you weren't the distant. They weren't distant from you. And now all of a sudden they are and you have trouble figuring out how to reach their heart. Um, and it gets really weird really fast. And you, all you want is for things to go back to how they were, but mm-hmm. things aren't going back to how they were. Things are trying to move to a new place. And that, I think that's scary for both mom and teen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sons and mothers go through that too, but we go through it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, with daughters, there's this real feeling. It can get so intense that there's this real feeling of, do we even like each other anymore? Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that um, sometimes we cannot be prepared for how deep those feelings can feel. Um, and it can be, it's just really upsetting. It's mm-hmm. upsetting because as a, as a mom, you're in a very tense time of your life where you're going through different things, different changes. You're not young anymore either. And you're not handling everything the way you would normally hand, handle. I think there's a lot of shame. I think a lot of moms end up, uh, and I can admit this for myself, we end up flying off the handle and getting sucked into some of the behaviors that we're seeing ourselves. And then we regret, why didn't I handle that better? Mm-hmm. Right. And so you just really do a lot of backpedaling and, you know, a lot of apologizing and mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you, so let's, 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 let's end with this last kind of thought. What do you think is the biggest thing that parents need to get right when it comes to parenting? teenage girls Hmm. like if all else fails i think we need to get at least this right 
And so if you can I jump into, oh. go ahead, Cora. Go ahead. <laughs> um, definitely a big thing for me um, has been for from the teenagers' point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, I've needed my parents to understand that I'm not going to be able to always go to them for help in with, through my problems. Like I'm going to need the space to mm-hmm. go to people like role models from cheer and my friend groups and have them be okay with me not going to them for things because there are times where your relationship is really tense and so even though this is something that um like my mom or dad would want to walk through with me um there's not I'm not always in a place where I can let them in to that area of my life and so um for my friends are a huge part of my life and so what I've had to be stressing lately is that I'm going to need the privacy to talk to my friends about this thing but not talk to you yet because i'm not in a place to reveal this to you kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that's a scary place for a parent yeah be able to give that rope and be crossing our fingers and praying and hoping oh my god i hope my kid makes the right choice and is listening to the right voices yep (laughs) yep but I yeah. I feel like um, I'm really fortunate to have my my sisters and really good friends um, as a support group because uh, yes there are things that you just aren't aren't prepared for and that's one of them uh, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird though because with my oldest daughter I I really did appreciate and value the investment of other people in her life I looked for that mm-hmm. I, I looked for um, mentors that were able to to pour into her life and I've done the same with Cora but but they're two different kids and the problem with it has been that Cora is much she's much more friend-based not that my oldest wasn't she she had a lot of friends as well but Cora thrives on it in a different way so their opinion means a lot Mm -hmm. a lot to her Um, and I get afraid because I don't necessarily she has a lot of teachers right now because she's at the charter school and they are pouring into her life but I don't actually know her teachers and it's kind of different because when I was homeschooling I knew the people who were pouring into my daughter's life mm-hmm. and I felt felt like I had a pulse on that and so mm-hmm. I could stand back mm-hmm. but without knowing those influencers it's a little bit less yeah less uh, yeah comfortable I would say so what, as a parent, what do you think is the one thing you feel like between you and your husband, like, we got to get this right? Yeah, I was just talking to my husband about this yesterday. Uh, and I think that is continuing to find the things that your kid does well and call them out for the on those things, mm-hmm. despite the things that are troubling you or frustrating you. I really do think that um, whatever is praiseworthy, that came to mind. I mean, whatever mm-hmm. is praiseworthy, that needs to be spoken of mm-hmm. louder than the things that you're in disagreement about. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, that was something that was just dawning on me yesterday. So mm-hmm. I could do I could definitely do better at that. That's, That's good. That reaffirms actually the, the same thing that I'm feeling, that as a parent, it's easy for us to quickly call out the negative. Right but not be as loud about the positive. Right. Right. If the, if the negative is louder and more frequent, right. um, it drowns out any of the positive that ever comes. And so it's really hard to, uh, to switch that. But I think you're right. I think it's so important that we look at our relationship with our sons and daughters and are intentional about calling out the good because there's so many good things. Mm-hmm. And we often take those for granted and don't right. say anything. 
Yeah. But then y'all Well, and I, do, I was talking to my husband about that because we just got back from this tournament where we had to be up early every single morning. I'm talking like mm-hmm. 530, 638 mm-hmm. in the morning and be on the road, you know, mm-hmm. very quickly. And Cora was with her older brothers who are 18 and she was she was on top of things. She had she knew what she was wearing. She was the first one up. No one ever had to wake her up. She was fully ready to go, not forgetting anything. I mean, and I, I told my husband the other day, I said, that girl is on fire. She knows how to get the job done when she needs <laughs> to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And I and I really did say this to him. I didn't say it to her yet, cause I mm-hmm. but I'll say it to you now, is that she does a much better job of that in her time management when it really matters. She does a great job at it. Mm-hmm. And I was super impressed. So I was super impressed, Cora. Good <laughs> and, job, yeah, Cora. She was. I did accidentally leave my makeup at the tournament. Um, one of the days and tried to get everyone out of the house early because I was like I don't want many people to see me like this Um, but yeah but there were no there were no problems I didn't have to prod her get her up and we were going to bed late every night so Well, you guys did awesome. This is great. I think this was super insightful for a, a lot of parents um, and, and even for teens. Thank you so much for your vulnerability. I could see us doing this again and again. Maybe we should interview all nine of your kids, Sophie, <laughs> one at a time, and so they can each share their own fail. How would that oh, make wow. you feel? That'd be good. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. I could just, yeah. That'd be good. You guys are amazing. Uh, if you'd like any more information about, uh, you know, parenting, teens relationships or if you're you know stuck out there and are wanting to know you know what you need to do to 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 kind of deepen your relationship with your your teens uh daughters or sons reach out to us we'd love to start a conversation and see you know how we can help but uh thanks for listening For more free content from Joe and his team of church misfits, visit www.catalystcollective.community.